Welcome back into Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9 FM on the Tiger Communications app and locally here in the Auburn and Opelika area. J.J. Jackson with Ryan LaVoy and Brooks Childress, and we are now thrilled to go to our phone lines and bring on the head coach of the Auburn University men's basketball team, Bruce Pearl, back with us for another visit. Coach, we appreciate the time. How's the summer treating you so far? Well, great to be with you, J.J., Ryan, and Brooks. Uh, uh, so far, been really good. Uh, I'm undefeated. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that, 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 that's a really positive thing. Uh, we've got almost all of our guys uh, on campus uh, with, uh, with Chance just getting in on Sunday and uh, hopefully Yohan getting in later this week. Coach, you spent a lot of the time this weekend at the ballpark watching Butch Thompson and that Auburn baseball team over at Plainsman Park. Why, why is it so important for you to be supporting these other teams and how much fun are you having during this ride? Well, I, I tell you what, you talk about a special environment. Uh, you talk about uh, a, a man and a coach in Butch Thompson that has done more for and with Auburn baseball. Um, I mean, you had to be proud. Uh, you're hosting the most competitive regional probably uh, in, the, in the field of the 16. Uh, you've got UCLA and Florida State, um, and, you, you know, and you just completely dominate it. Uh, it, it just speaks to this coaching staff uh, with Gabe and Tim and, 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 and that whole crew over there. Uh, you know, it just Jeremy Roberts and his crew uh, setting, the, you know, setting the whole thing up and, and, and the, 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 the grounds crew, and Alan Green, our athletic director, just the, the whole thing. Um, you know, once again, and Auburn does it as good as anybody, you know, could possibly do it. And, and you know, more than anything, those kids on the field. Um, what a what a display! Um, offensive firepower, pitching, and you know, great defense. And and uh, and right now they're playing their best as they 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 haven't played that well all year. They've grinded, they've competed, they 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 they've toughed it out in so many ways, winning so many series and playing such a tough schedule. But they were dominant, and so goodness gracious, if they can keep that thing rolling. Um, they're going to continue to advance. No doubt. We'll, we'll see how this weekend goes there in Oregon State. It's been so much fun over the years to watch sort of the friendship between you and, and Butch Thompson. And, uh, Coach, we just want to compliment how well you guys all get together and are supporting each other's teams. It's so much fun. And I tell you what, you mentioned the atmosphere. Uh, what a fun weekend it was here in Auburn. Let's talk about more of the Auburn men's basketball program, the things you've got going on. Coach, we've got a couple of music DJs here at the station, who their children got the chance these past few weeks to participate in some Bruce Pearl basketball camps. I've never <laughs> asked you this before on the radio, but tell me a little bit about that and the ability to have what we heard was just hundreds of basketballs and little kids <laughs> shooting up every drop-off morning. Yeah, man, it was it, it was so cool. Uh, you know, the camps obviously have done well and gone well and, and, and really increased in size. Um but I think more than anything else, uh, we're you know we're, if we're going to if we're going to be involved in it, we're going to try to do it right. And I've got a great staff, Chad Pruitt, uh, you know, kind of as the director of basketball operations, sort of leads our camps. But all of our coaches participate, and um, you know, I was at SEC meetings for the first two days, uh, but I will be at every single day of camp that I'm in town for. Every now and then, you know, recruiting or other things will get me out of town. Sure, but. Anyways, you hear from campers that have gone to other college camps, and they're like, Coach, we never see that. We never see the, the coaches. We hardly ever see the players. 
our guys are all there. They're, they're coaching teams, they're refereeing, they're taking pictures, they're signing autographs, they're present. And, um, you know, we, we've grown and, you know, we, 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 we utilize our facility here at Auburn Arena, our main floor, our practice gym. And then this year we actually had to rent the rec facility, uh, which is not easy to do. Uh, but it's, 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 it's at a time of the year when the mo- a lot of our students are gone. And so we are able to get over there and get four courts over there for part of the day. Uh, which allows us to accommodate uh, more campers. Um, we were we we literally had over a hundred kids on a waiting list for last week's camp, and then we decided, you know what, we're going to go rent that facility, and um, and 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 accept another hundred campers, uh, just because we didn't want to disappoint uh, our fan base and those kids. Just unbelievable. We've heard a lot of positive things in the community. And like I said, we had a couple of music DJs coming back to the station and trying to tell the sports talk guys, you guys might be a little bit past your prime, but the basketball <laughs> that we saw at the camp this past week was sensational. Tell me about your players, though, their ability to kind of get involved and, and know that there are a lot of kids who one day maybe dream of being an Auburn Tiger or playing at the SEC at such a high level of basketball. When you talk with your players on current rosters or previous rosters, what do they get out of that experience themselves? Well, I mean, the most important thing is that the campers have a great experience, that they get a chance to get coached, uh, they get a chance to do you know, skills and drills that will help them perform better on the court. Uh, we compete, we keep score, we have lots of contests. Just, it's a lot of fun. And, um, and I think that uh, – I think, but the one thing that's a little different perhaps about our camp is all of my coaches will get up, and, and as well as myself, and we'll speak to character. And we'll speak about academics. We'll talk about God in their relationship. We'll talk about family. We'll talk about their responsibilities. Uh, we'll give them some of the keys that it takes for them to be successful. We'll just let them hear from our student-athletes. And so just sort of like we try to do as far as our culture with the basketball program, there are lots of places you could go to become a better basketball player and to be coached. But if you come to Auburn, we're going to work on you becoming a better teammate, a better man, a better father a better husband, whatever, that's what you're going to get. Um, and, and, and believe it or not, that trickles down to the culture of our basketball camps and our responsibility for working with young people. Something else going on this time of year, Coach, obviously is preparations for the NBA draft, and that being just three or so weeks away. Obviously, Auburn has a couple projected first-round picks, including potentially the number one overall pick in Jabari Smith. And, Coach, I'm curious, when you have a scout or an executive or a coach, as, as sometimes they do, talk to the head coach. Talk to you about Jabari Smith. What do you tell them? Well, yeah, and we've talked to we've talked to all the teams at the top of the draft, and and uh, you know, obviously, you know what you know. Picture paints a thousand words. They they're able to see for themselves, um, you know, what a great player Jabari is, um, what a great jump shooter he is, how is it how he can score on multiple levels, how he can guard one through five. Um, they hear about his work ethic. They care about what kind of teammate he is. You know, all Jabari Jabari cared about was winning. And, and, and so, therefore, he had a tremendous leadership role in this team. Um, he just wanted to come in and get better and grow as a person and as a player. And he did that. He didn't care who got the, who got the credit. Um, his teammates were genuinely happy for him because of the kind of person he was, the kind of teammate he was, the kind of friend he was. You know, Jabari came in and enjoyed his Auburn freshman year. He went to football games and women's basketball games and volleyball games and gymnastics meets and and he participated in activities on campus. He was accessible. Um, 
He was just like any other freshman on campus, except he was 6'10", and God had blessed him with some incredible ability on the basketball court. And what people just don't really quite realize is how long and how disciplined he has worked over the last probably four or five years to get to this point. It started in his high school. He was a 6.30 in the morning, every day, get up and get in the gym guy. Who does that at 14 and 15 and 16? His high school coach deserves a lot of credit. His his family deserves a lot of credit. So this is this is an NBA All-Star. This is what an NBA All-Star looks like, and that's why he's going to go number one. And what do guys like Jabari do for your program? Because, I mean, this is, you know, he could be the first number one overall pick here, but at the same time, you've had guys uh, in recent years go very high, like an Isaac Okoro uh, and a lot of other guys that have been picked here in the uh, in the NBA draft the last few years. Auburn didn't see for a long period of time. So what does that do for your program, and how much easier does it make it to, to tell these kids that, hey, there is an absolute pathway here to do well not only at Auburn, but to do well at the next level? Well, it is, you know, again, uh, don't, don't, you know, just, just see for yourself, you know, what, you know, what, what this opportunity is all about. And, um, you know, Jabari came in, um, probably as a top five to seven high school prospect. Um, the closer he got to us, the more he was a top five. Um, he clearly established himself in the top three. And now, um, and again, because I think he's improved. And, um, and, and his team was successful. And it wasn't, I mean, look at his competition. You know, his t- competition are guys at Duke or guys at Gonzaga uh, and, and, and guys who are also extremely accomplished and had as much national acclaim as, as Jabari did at Auburn. So, yes, it tells anybody, uh, especially the kids that aren't too terribly far from our, our campus, you can stay home, you can come to Auburn, you can be great, you can win championships, and you can have this experience. So, it, it, it does open the door for the next guys. Coach, when you look at both Jabari and Walker Kessler going into the NBA draft, you kind of answer it there with Jabari a little bit, but talking about both of them, uh, when did you see on campus that they had this level of NBA potential? Um, you know what? You, 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 for me, I probably saw it when we were in the Bahamas with Jabari, you know, be able to step up and, and you know, pretty at a really, really young age, at 18 years old, you know, be able to handle three games in four days and, and really compete. And uh, no matter how they try to hold him and push him around and, and be physical with a younger player, this didn't bother him, just brought out the best in him. And, you know, you could just see, um, you know, you just, you just could see. You saw it in his work ethic, but you actually, he wasn't afraid of the moment, ever. Um, and, and he could make, make shots um, and make plays defensively. And so, I saw it pretty early with him. With Walker, it took a little longer. Um, but as we worked our way towards number one in the country um, and through the month of January and early February, you know, Walker was the most dominant player in college basketball. He's on the floor with the best player. But the most dominant player was actually Walker because the way he protected the rim. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, you know, Walker at some point was, was never looked at going into high school as, as, as anything uh, in the way of a great defensive player. Um, one of his concerns even coming to Auburn and playing for me was the pace that we played uh, and the way we extended defensively. And I was going to ask him to switch and do some things guarding guards, and I was asking him to sometimes blitz a ball screen and ice it and keep it aside and 
put him in a situation where he's going to get attacked by guards. And Walker himself wasn't sure that he was fast enough or quick enough to play the pace of Auburn basketball. And uh, I, 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 I never doubted it, not for a second, because he, what people don't understand is what an outstanding athlete Walker Kessler is. And that's why, you know, I, Walker's going to go in the first round. And my guess is he goes higher than what people are going to think. Bruce, when you look at this team coming forward, we're, we're uh, transitioning to look at next year, this coming year's team. You're getting an opportunity to do with, the, with this team what you did a few years ago. You went on an overseas trip. You went to Italy a couple years ago. This year you get to get, take an overseas trip to Israel. Talk about the process to get this team ready to take that trip and what you hope to get out of the trip this year. Well, you know, we've got, we've got four new scholarship players, um, and, and, and obviously um, – you know, we've got to replace the best front line in college basketball in Jabari and Walker. That's going to be tough. But we've got two returning players in Big Stretch and Dylan Cardwell, uh, who, from a standpoint of returning players, that's pretty solid. Uh, great size, athleticism, experience. And then you bring in Janai Broom, a transfer from Wyatt State. has been in college for two years, but um, at a lower level. And so he's trying to make that OVC to SEC transition, kind of like Wendell Greenlet did last year. Uh, and then Yoan Traylor, uh, who is a very talented freshman, um, but has only played basketball at a high level probably about six or seven years. He's from France, and uh, he's got great upside. Um, and uh, the question is going to be how quickly can he transition that upside uh, into productivity. Um, he'll be really good for a freshman. Will he be really good um, in the NCAA? How quickly? That's going to be the, the question with both of those guys. And then in the backcourt, uh, Trey Donaldson and Chance Westry will add depth. We lose Devin Cambridge uh, to transfer. We wish Devin well out in Arizona State where he's going to try to get a bigger role uh, than, he, than he had here. So we're excited for Devin in that regard. And then you bring in, we lose one and then add two. And so we got a chance to be a little deeper in the backcourt. Plus, Lior Berman comes back uh, as well. And so um, the idea about a foreign trip is this. we got to get ready to learn our system get to know each other, become great friends, try to become close friends, try to become family. And one of the great ways of doing that is, is to experience things. So last weekend we went down the lake. We went to the lake house, we rode the jet skis, we swam in the pool, we, we ate some great fish, and, and we hung out a little bit. And then we're going to work on the court uh, this summer to try to you know practice. we got a few extra practices by going overseas. And then we're going to go overseas and experience some things those kids that virtually could be once in a lifetime. We're going to, we're going to see where Jesus walked, where he taught. Uh, we're going to go to the Garden of Gethsemane, where he, where he was betrayed. We're going to go to the Western Wall um, and, 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 and the City of David uh, and learn about their the guys are going to learn about their Judeo-Christian roots. And we're going to play some really high-caliber basketball, playing the Israeli national team, the U-20 team. Um, and so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a, a fantastic summer. And coach wanted to follow up a little bit with you there on what you talked about at the end. I mean, what does this trip uh, mean to you personally? Well, you know what? It, it personally it means that God is uh, you know as 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 uh, first of all, I love my country. I love the United States of America, the greatest country in the world, the greatest country ever. Uh, for for me and for my family to have the opportunities that this country has afforded us is is. Um, is, is, is something that, you know, you could never pay back. Um, 
uh, uh, you know, what, what this country has done for us. This country does not get nearly enough credit for how incredible it is and how unique it is, how special it is. Same time, I'm Jewish, and so I understand where my, where my history is and, 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 and the, the birthplace um, of Abraham. And, and Isaac and Jacob and then uh, King David and then Jesus and all that history is right there in Jerusalem and and right there in Israel and and our kids are going to get to experience it and uh, firsthand and so um, you know what um, it's going to bring the Bible to life um, they're also going to be going to a, a country that loves basketball and and the quality of the basketball. There'll be fans in the stands. I think there's a pretty good chance some of those games might even be broadcast back here to the United States. I'm not letting the cat out of the bag on that one, but we're working on something <laughs> there. And so it's it's just going to be it's a, it's, a, it's 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 really cool for me personally, and as well as um, you know trying to create more normalcy. People don't you know people sometimes they worry about the security of the state of Israel. I get it. I worry about the security of some of the cities in our country right now. And, 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 and everything that's going on. So, um, yeah, there are challenges everywhere, um, but, but I, 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 I think the experience is going to be fantastic. Just a few more for you, Coach. Again, Bruce Pearl's here with us on this Tuesday edition of Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM. Coach, i got to ask you this. About a month from now, all of basketball is going to get to see another year of the TBT tournament coming together. I've never got your thoughts on this, but to see so many former players coming together, creating Team War Ready, tell me about what, what that experience is like to watch it from your perspective. Well, I think it's cool that the former players all over the country get an opportunity to kind of come back and get together with their with their fellow teammates and have an opportunity to compete and, and build that camaraderie. And and, uh, and so, I you know, I think that's... Uh, uh, that's a, it's a really cool thing. I think it also does give you an indication of just how the the window of the month of August is uh, for live sports programming. Um, you know, once we get to Labor Day, once we get to that first weekend in September, and college football and the NFL and everything else is going on. August is we got golf, we got tennis, you got baseball, but there's no NBA. And hockey's over, and you know it's 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 kind of a win, and that's why these that's why uh, these these tournaments have 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 sprung and have done that have been successful. What about your Boston Celtics, your hometown Boston Celtics coach, back in the NBA Finals? Speaking of basketball, yeah, I wasn't too pleased watching Draymond Green bitch slap them uh, in Game Two like that. Um, I, I I think the, I don't think he'll do. I don't think he'll be able to get away with that again. Um, Golden State's got great firepower. Um, you know, if, if uh, you know, I think one of the keys is going to be, again, Boston's ability to defend. And, um, and, and, and they've got to do a better job of defending Golden State. You know, giving up 107 uh, is, is going to be. They've got to keep them. They've got to keep. They've they got to do a better job of defending. And if Boston can do that, um, I, think they, I think they can win the series. And I know more, almost everybody's picked Golden State. Um, but uh, and uh, Jason Tatum's got to play well for Boston. You know, I think Brown is the real key to the series for Boston because he's a tough, tough cover. Um, I've always been a huge Al, Al Horford fan, and the Grant Williams um, is is always one of my been one of my favorite SEC players, even though he played at Tennessee. So 
it's kind of fun to watch him play. No doubt. Coach, look, we got two more for you real quick before we let you go. I started with baseball. Let me kind of circle back there for a moment here again. Super Regionals coming up. Let me ask you this. Baseball, the coaches are out there in uniform. We've kind of thought about, okay, if coaches were out in uniform in other sports, what that might look like. I don't want to go that from basketball perspective, <laughs> but what would your jersey number be, Coach? Wow. It ought to be seven or nine. Uh, those are the jerseys I wore when I was playing. Um, but I, I, I don't even know. They don't let, they don't let seven or nine in, in, in the, uh, <laughs> NCAA, in the yeah. Game. Yeah. So yeah, but that's okay. I've, I've, I've broken some of those rules before. I can be a trendsetter. <laughs> is there a particular uniform combination that you like your guys in? Like, is there, is it the blues? Is it the orange uniforms or just those traditional home whites? Like, is there a, a uniform that you get excited about coach? Nah, I bet it's going to be white, it's going to be blue, or it's going to be orange. We're not, doesn't we're matter not to wearing, you. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. We're going to wear our team colors, and, and uh, it doesn't matter. I've, 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 I've kind of, you know, I was a little bit more in the uniform shoe aspect of things, but I, I just, I do think I've kind of relaxed a little bit on that. You know, we're, as long as they're wearing Under Armour, which is our, our, our sponsor, yeah. uh, I'm, not, I'm not as, uh, I, want them, I want them to be comfortable in their own shoes. Coach, we can't say thank you enough for the time. It's always greatly appreciated. Good to catch up with you, and uh, thank you again for joining us on the show today. Great to be with you guys, and, and, and I hope everybody has a, a, a really great, enjoyable summer. Spend time with friends, spend time with family, and, um, and, and we will, uh, we'll do the same here at Auburn Basketball. Perfect. Thank you so much, Coach. We'll talk again okay, soon. Okay, guys. War Eagle. All right, War Eagle. That is the head coach of the Auburn basketball team, Bruce Pearl, joining us here on this Tuesday edition of Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM.